How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. sluggish today yeah we uh we went up to blackhawk yesterday uh you know where everybody goes and does their gambling and debaucheries and whatnots i went up there for crab legs Ooh, how were they uh fantastic i must have ate at least six crabs worth of legs oh i ate so many crab legs i ate two lobster tails wow uh, how much was it to get in it's like 33 dollars or something I mean, that's not bad. If you can eat your weight in crab legs. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I definitely have to, like, eat Miranda's portion, too. You know, like, she's she's still a light eater no matter what. So I gotta make, uh, I gotta make up money for two people, but I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. It was, it was a good day. You know, we went up there, started at a local brewery in, in uh, Central City, you know, warmed up the stomach with a few little snacks, you know, some jalapeno poppers, mozzarella sticks, and whatnot. Nice. You know, because you can't just go into thing. You know, a lot of people make the mistake if you're going to buffet it or something like that. Like they don't eat all day. That actually fucks your stomach up. You know, makes it sweet. really. Yeah, you got to stretch your stomach out at the beginning of the day. Otherwise, how have I never thought about that? Yeah, if you don't eat at all, you'll you'll get full really fast. Wow, well, I'm a yeah, I'm like a noob. Oh yeah, you don't you don't, <laughs> you don't earn a dad bod like this. Just, you know. <laughs> I was like the other day, uh, me, Alex, and Haiti. We went to All You Can Eat Sushi, and oh, I, like, didn't God. eat all day. And then when I got there, fuck, I made that grave mistake where I was, up. like, three, four rolls in. And I was like, I got to keep eating, honey. I got to make up for that money. But then I was like, I'm just so full. Uh, you fucked up. Yeah, we got a, I have a sushi group, too. We got a Umi Sushi about once a month. Or Sushi nice. Umi, whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, so, yeah, I'm a little sluggish. A lot, a lot of drinking and uh, eating yesterday. Um I worked some prime rib in there too, so it was surf and turf. Holy crap! You had prime rib, lobster tail, and crab. Yeah, yeah. God damn, Greg! I feasted like a king. So much butter poured over, butter poured over everything. Um, we would say you're going to be sweating like how Martha Stewart is it Martha Stewart? No, what's that one? Paula uh, Dean. One lady, Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Yeah, she's proud of me right now. She's real. Yeah, proud she. Of me. Whenever I think of her, I think she just smells like butter. She yeah. probably sweats just butter. Yeah, I was dipping my butter in butter. It was delicious. Oh, wow, that sounds like heaven. All right, I'm starving. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm a little hungry now, too, actually. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I, I have been super sluggish all day, but I, I'm, I'm trying to get my... I just had a couple cups of coffee, and I'm ready to uh, rock this fucking show. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah, yeah. But uh, how, how have you? I haven't even seen you since Josh's concert. We've uh, this is their second show over the interwebs with each other. And now it feels weird. It's really weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just felt bad making you drive today. And I know it's shitty. The evening time traffic is shitty. Yeah, and it's funny because like I wasn't gonna ask for Zoom, but when you proposed, I was like, you know, I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm not against it. Just a long ass day. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, uh, I, I knew that was the feel today, you know. It, it's been working pretty good. It's a lot better than um, Skype when we used to do yeah. Skype. Yeah, um, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I think the quality's pretty good. Last episode was um, 
rough just because you could tell I wasn't reading my own material last episode. Uh, I'd had to do a lot of editing, lots of ums and just things like that. Because oh. it was very impromptu and me not, you know, obviously, it was very obvious I wasn't reading um, my own words. And, you know, just fucking up and tripping on things. Um, well, the editing was flawless. Well, thank you. I, uh, I put a lot, it, that one came down to the wire. Like, we had, uh, you know, we recorded Monday. I had to edit, I had to go to work Tuesday. And then I was trying to edit, but we also had dinner plans and, you know, show. I always get the show out at um, 12, 16 a.m. on Wednesdays. And uh, I got it out on time still. I thought I thought maybe I would have to come home Wednesday afternoon and like put in some more work and maybe not release it till the evening. But I got it done. You did it. I Round of applause. Yeah, I did it for you guys. I am dedicated to this show. Dedicated. Um, but man, that two weeks went by fast. When you are, uh, you know, I'm kind of used to the break we get now with our, our taking turns. Mm-hmm. It was. That's why I, I I rescheduled our recording this week. Normally Anya does that, but. <laughs> it was coming up to Friday when we normally record and I was like I'm I'm not ready. Like I haven't I haven't had my head in the game all week. I just I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I know when he texted me like let's record on Monday, I was like, Oh, thank the fucking heavens. Cause life has been life has been intense and last week I was down for the count and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I, I even have energy to record the show this week, but I was like, I'll try for the listeners. You know, like Monday, I was like, sweet. Yeah, because you know, I'm off on Monday, so I was like, I got the whole day to just kind of get my head back into it or wrap my brain around it. Cause this is a lot of stuff again. You know, it's this is a crazy case. Oh, and I'm so excited to dive into it. Right. But before we do that, first of all, welcome everybody to Strange People Weird World. My name is Gregory Tanner. With me, as always, is the amazing, oh. the ostentatious, oh. the alluring, oh man, we got the ace today, the one and only Anya. Daniela, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, save your applause at the end. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Always, always wonderful to have her. Uh, the best co-host that a, a co-host could ask for. You know, I'll grab right back at you, man. Oh, shucks, shucks. Throwing that boomerang of compliment shucks. all the way up to you. Um, I, I want to do a couple, uh, couple shout-outs before we uh, started today. Australia, you're killing it. Your numbers have gone up. Love it. Love to see it. Um, what? Let's get a little more specific here. Oh, come on. Come on, computer. There we go. Alexandria. Ooh. Uh, crushing the game. Number one Australian city. Um, it Appreciate you. Looks, looks like Alexandria and Sydney might be like a combo city, kind of like Dallas-Fort Worth in um, America. So, and Sydney's number two. So, as a pair, you guys, you're just crushing it. Crushing it. Brisbane, you're a solid number three. Melbourne, you're in the game, but you're slacking. Um, it, it, to be honest, it looks like there's one person in Melbourne listening, and we love you. But you We know, appreciate you. Tell, tell a friend. Tell a friend, you know? Don't be, don't be, don't you want to talk with somebody about the show, you know? Right. Right? I mean, right? it's always nice, like, when you find something you really love, and you find something you can talk with about it. You're yeah. just like... I'm on a new podcast. Um, a girl at work got me into it, and uh, I'll give my a shout-out. I don't really care. They're, they're huge. They don't need our help. It's called Hello from the Magic Tavern. And I really love to go talk to her about it, but she's way ahead of me, and she fucking just 
recklessly throws out spoilers from from because she gets oh. excited too, and she just recklessly throws out spoilers in this because it's kind of a storyline. It's an improv thing, but it's kind of a storyline. But you know, I love her anyways. But I might have to stop talking to her about the show because well, yeah. Um, see, and I'm such a weirdo. I love spoilers. I I don't. I really don't. I will, like, scour the interwebs really? for a spoiler. I'll read the last page, the last three pages of a book. Wow. Yeah, that's how much wow. I love spoiler. Or I'll read, like, the last page of a chapter if it's getting too intense for me. I'm so bad with it. That is insane. You are insane. Right. <laughs> no, that's actually a little secret of mine, so I just shared that with you guys. So. Wow. I had to, like, when, when I got it, I got into Game of Thrones really late, um, like, three years ago. So when I started watching through all of it with Miranda... I had to train my eyes on, like, Facebook and stuff to, like, if I see anything Game of, Game of Thrones related, just keep scrolling. Look right past yeah, it. Keep just keep whizzing by. And I follow a lot of nerd things, so it was hard. Oh, wow. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos for missing that, because, yeah. I mean... It, was, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I know. I came on to Game of Thrones really late. I think I started watching when season five rolled around. Yeah. Um... But even then, I was catching up. So, like, as season five was progressing, I was just still catching up with the show. So I had to kind of miss out on the spoilers. Yeah. But, of course, I love spoilers, but I was not able to avoid them. Oh, man. Are you, are you watching Outlander at all? No, but my uh, Haiti, my roommate, she fell in love with that show. She binge-watched the whole thing. Yeah, Miranda's already binged it, and now she's re-watching. It is fucking good. It's brutal. Like, oh, man. Gory, That's what she like, told me. But man, the story like it has the villain is probably the best written villain I've ever seen in a, a story. Uh, it's amazing. Well, that's a that's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, you know, you got a strong lead female role, which is you know a great thing for these days. Um, Claire Fraser, she's pretty fucking badass. Um, for you ladies, I guess the the main male in the character is a piece of eye candy. He is. I, I'm not going to lie. I did stop in the living room a few times dead in my tracks. So I was like, wow, that's a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my dad's, I guess, kind of ex-girlfriend. Uh, she's a lovely lady. Her name's Linda. I've known her for decades now. But um, she lives in Oklahoma, and I'm friends with her on Facebook. But she's, she's always posting pictures of him and stuff, and I'll see him in, like, Calvin Klein underwear. And I was like, you're ruining it for me! <laughs> Not because I care about seeing shirtless dudes, but, like, the modern clothing on them and stuff. That's that's the kind of nerd I am. It's, I'm like, you're ruining it! <laughs> um, lastly, on the international, at, like a dark horse out of nowhere, coming into the number three is Spain. What? And I, I think España, maybe, is how it's pronounced. If not, don't hate me, I love you. Um, all one city, Madrid, crushing it. Crushing it. Love you, Madrid. Love you, God! Wow, and I do gotta say, like, I was taking, a, I've been taking a peek at the numbers, and hello to all the new listeners. Hello, yeah, love you guys, love you all. We are Thanks so glad here. to have you guys Thanks listening to here. us in your eardrums. Yeah, I mean, of course, the the United States just peppered with listeners. Love to see it. Um, number four, UK. You have like one listener in several different cities, so yes. same same speech that Melbourne got. You know, share with a friend. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, get um, the news out. Yeah. And then we, we've got a smattering of other countries. Canada, Ireland, Germany, France, Jordan. Uh, Iran was a surprise, but welcome, welcome Iran. That's awesome. 
Welcome, you beautiful listeners. Yeah, Netherlands, Nigeria, Malta, Poland, China, and of course my two wonderful best friends in Ecuador. Love you guys. Miss you very much, Alex and Erica. But yeah, so awesome. Thank you, all our international listeners. We appreciate you very much. Um, And of course, all of our domestic listeners, we appreciate you just as much. And, uh, ah, dang it. I clicked off where I was supposed to be on the internet and left on the wrong one. Oh, no. Oh, no. The tragedy. Thank goodness for bookmarks. Thank God for book. You know, just kidding. I can't even say that because I will bookmark things and then I'll sit there and I'll scour and look for them for like twenty minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> Anya, you bookmarked it. I only bookmark things for the podcast. It's, yeah, sorry. yeah. And then you got to make sure you delete them too, otherwise it fills up. It's nice because my phone's connected to my computer, so like if I leave too much bunched up, I see it on my phone too, and it starts to annoy me. Who is that? That was Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think that was me. <laughs> no, no. You you send her a text message saying, hey, I'm going to be recording soon. And then, you know, she calls you. But anyhow. Oh, my God, Miranda, you just, like, butchered my eardrums. Yeah, yeah. That was, we'll definitely edit that out. So <sighs> I don't remember what I was saying, though, at all. Oh. But welcome back from us editing out a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And yeah, yeah, again, we were just thanking all of our listeners and things like that. Yeah, because we appreciate you guys. Yeah. So much. Yeah. You know, keep the show going. Yeah. If you have any topics you're interested in, shoot it our way. And also, Australia, I got to ask, is Vegemite actually, like, really good? Have yeah. you ever heard of Vegemite, Greg? I, yeah, I know. It's a spread. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if I've actually had Vegemite or not, was what I was thinking, but I don't think I have. I was supposed to have one. Um, I worked with this really rad Australian dude at my old restaurant, and I picked up his shift, and he was like, I'll give you this container of Vegemite. I'm not even going to try an accent. That was so bad. Um, and I was like, word, super excited. He never gave me my container of Vegemite. Huh. Yep, so now it's always just like this burning curiosity in me, and I'm not in Australia. I wonder if I can get it delivered to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely find it out here. Oh, um, well, shit, never mind. Right. Yeah. It, Carry on. I believe it's like it's like a thick, salty paste of some sort. I'm not exactly sure the flavor profile. I know it's a savory, you know, salty flavor profile, but... I don't know why, but, like, for some reason, whenever I think about it, I just think of Liverwurst, with, uh, which is this, like, German spread that you put on top of your, like, toast in the morning, and it's literally just, like, it's like a liver paste. It sounds okay. terrible, but yeah. when I was eating meat, oh my god, liverwurst oh. sandwiches, oh my lord. Uh, I'd, I'd so try good. it. I'd definitely try it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a typical American. If you're talking about Vegemite, I'm just thinking of the song, The Land Down Under. Mm-hmm. Gave me a Vegemite sandwich, you know. Oh, wow, I didn't even realize that they mentioned that. Oh, yeah, Men at Work. Check it out, Land Down Under. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, uh, I guess we should get into this. Oh, boy. Let's, let's dive on uh, in. Am I, I ready? Are you ready? I'm, a, I'm as ready as I can be, I think. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm fucking ready. I'm fucking ready. Let's do this. All right. Let me buckle into my rolly chair. Let's fucking get down the grime and dirty. <laughs> 
Um, so I, I just listened, I you know, re-listened to our last episode to kind of catch where I was, because as I said, this is a very impromptu episode, um, kind of all over the place. We were discussing, you know, we got through the whole Kenny story. If, if you're not caught up to date with the story, why are you listening out of order? Go listen to the last episode. Come on. Let's yeah. If you're just joining the show, thank you for just jumping on, but you got to go listen to the last episode. And, it's a two-parter. Uh, it's a two-parter. That's why this one's called uh, Three Three Hikes and You're Out Part 2. I I was going to call the episode OMG, They Killed Kenny, but I didn't want to disrespect Kenny. I felt like, you know, <laughs> I felt like it might have been a little over the line, so I, I didn't. But, you know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Anyhow, uh, I, we were just talking some of the theories how some people thought it maybe it was a hoax, and that's been proven wrong. We talked about the government implications of the three different Air Force bases surrounding this place. Uh, we talked about the ad system, the active denial system, which would, uh, it's, it's harmless, but it, uh, what did it do? Oh, it, it microwaves you. That's fantastic. It makes it excites the water molecules molecules in your skin, instantly heating them via dialectric heating. Point one percent of subjects experience pea-sized blisters. Uh, we also talked about the possibility of infrasound uh, protecting the cave because if you remember, when Kenny Veach found originally found the M cave, he felt a vibration inside of himself, um, kind of telling him to go away. And as I stated last time, I, I do find interest, infrasound a very interesting theory. I do think that's what made the a natural infrasound. I do think is what made the hikers in Siberia go crazy in the uh, KGB Yetis and UFOs on my episode. This one, I think, may you know, if infrasound was the case, I do believe you know you. When I say I do believe for the theory. It is, possi- it is possible maybe there's a government cave being protected by infrasound, you know, because it's, it's somewhere that nobody should really would be hiking out in the middle of the Nevada desert, and this guy just happened to be upon it, and maybe that was a kind of a little defense for it. It's definitely lower key than having a bunch of bodyguards standing out front. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I'm sure if you did push through it and go down the cave, then, well, you... Suffer You'd be greeted. You suffer the fate Kenny possibly suffered. <sighs> yeah. Um, according to popular science article, quote, almost any, any part of your body based on its volume and makeup will vibrate at specific frequencies with enough power. Um, you'll, you'll hear about this if you go to like an acupuncturist and things like that. You know, all different parts of your body vibrate on different frequencies. So you can only imagine if somebody's sending an overpowering frequency... You know, what, what it could do to you. It could literally make you go cuckoo. Yeah, yeah. So the one we didn't talk about, uh, and as I led you to believe before we ended the show, it is a little bit more of a, a sullen theory. Uh, we talked about Sherryon Pilgrim, his possible girlfriend who posted up a couple YouTube videos, one of him handling the snake, one is just a bunch of pictures of Kenny and this, this same lady over and over again, which would lead you to believe that she was, you know, had a relationship with him, and they took a lot of pictures on different vacation spots and hiking trips and things like that, and 
we did go over the first post or like comment she left on video that ended with, you know, if you're a solo hiker, take a GPS with you and things like that. But later on, Sherryon would make another post, uh, quoting or kind of revealing the possible state of Kenny's mental health. Quote, he left at 6 a.m. for his about one hour drive to where he would park to start his hike. With all that I have put together from the conversations and where he was in his life, I believe he took his own life. I could see his depression increase due to money issues. He had quit his job of 17 years about 14 months before he disappeared and was living on his retirement money. He was running out of money, had not created the money he had hoped doing business on his own, which would be, I guess, Shark Tank videos and trying to sell his house. He did... What's that? I said, wow. Yeah, yeah. He did open up and talk with me about his suicidal thoughts he had had for years. He said for most of his life, his father committed suicide with a gun. And when Kenny was in his early 20s, he actually, you know, found his father's body. I don't know if Kenny left in the morning with this intent or if the decision was made after he went on his hike. I was with the search and rescuer when they got the okay from the police to search his house. His gun was not there, so we know he took his gun with him. He always took it on our camping trips and usually took it on long desert hikes. What I found odd is that his video camera was left behind but his regular camera was not found in his home, so we figured he took his photo camera. A search was done with his computer history and showed that he had recently been reading several articles on suicide, and he had had the words, help me, written several times in one of his searches. He only said it to me once, that if he decided to do it, he would not do it in his home, and that no one would ever find him. I'm only guessing, but I feel he said this because of memories of finding his dad after suicide and knowing what that was like. So with the helicopter flyover and not a trace of Kenny or any of his things, I feel it would be very difficult to find him. He may have had a specific place in mind, but as he said in his video, there were hundreds of caves and mines all over this area. This is merely my opinion, and I could be wrong but it is based on my many conversations with Kenny and information gathered with Search and Rescue. Much more than I can write in a post. Now... Wow. Yeah. Big. Holy shit. Big if true. Well, now it has my mind thinking on that path. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, you know, he said it was 14 months he didn't have a job. 14 months, yeah. 14 months unemployed. I mean, I, even when I've been unemployed for a month or two due to medical reasons, like, I went cuckoo. Yeah, I mean, you know, none of his none of his Shark Tank things are taking off. I, you, none of you burned through your retirement, say, like, you have nothing. Yeah, you can only... And how old was he again? He was in his 40s, I believe. Oh, man. All right, well, that theory that theory is kind of up in the top. Yeah, and you can only assume he, he got no um, no offers from his house and things like that. 
Now, Poor guy. There's the arguments. You know, we've listened to some of the audio from his videos, and if you did go watch the videos, you could see he's a very cheerful guy. He seems to be very happy and seems to really love what he's doing, seems to be really into what he's doing. But it's always the ones who are the happiest, who are the saddest. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess Robin Williams is a kind of a good example, you know. Seemed to be a, yeah. you know, upbeat, you know, really go, you know, same kind of personality almost. And uh, so you, you really do. You never know. And, you know, sadly, that's one of the only insights we have from somebody, you know, hopefully who, you know, maybe is telling the truth. Um, however, the uh, more, I guess, the person of the day today, Mr. Sean Horlacher, uh, on YouTube as Libere, apostrophe Sean, he's the, he's the other hiker that we've uh, been following a little bit, who went and retraced Kenny and all that we talked about a little bit. Um, he makes a lot of claims, and I've got a lot of them written down. One is that he, somebody who was close with Kenny, reached out to him and basically called bullshit on all of this and said, you know, Kenny wasn't depressed, Kenny loved his life, he was happy, he was doing his thing. And, I mean, all this just comes to he said, she said at this point now, you know, who do you believe yeah, and it's also like, I mean, even someone, you could be close with somebody and they cannot open up about that part about themselves. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, Miranda knows more about me than anybody in the world. And, you know, you could ask my coworkers and things like that, and they'd be like, no, Greg's fucking, he's happy all the time. He's, you know, blah, 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 because, you know, they, it's none of their business what I'm feeling right now, you know. Yeah. And even some of my closer friends, you know, like you and Josh, be just like, you know, yeah, Greg, Greg's cool. He's happy. He had a good time. You'd have, you know, no idea if I'm like bawling my eyes out to Miranda in her own personal life. Exactly, because there's a lot of things that, you know, you don't see behind closed doors. And I think a lot of time people forget about that. Yeah. They just think, oh, I knew that person like inside out so well. And it's like, actually, it's kind of like you can use iceberg theory in this situation where, you only see the tip of that. And then once you go down under, it's like, oh, shit. Wow, I didn't realize there was that much in there. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you just, you'd never know. Never know. So. Well. We're going to let that rest for a minute. And we're going to jump over to Mr. Sean Horlacher. AKA What's his last name? Horlacher. Okay, I thought you just said Horlacher. Like, what? No, it's... <laughs> Sean Horlacher, so if you want to look his YouTube stuff up, it's S-E-A-N, uh, Horlacher's H-O-R-L-A-C-H-E-R, or like I said, his actual YouTube handle is Libere, L-I-B-E-R-E, apostrophe, Sean, Liberation. Um, when you first dive into Mr. Sean, like I said, he... Seems kind of cool. Shares a lot of uh, views we share in the world, but he's he really gets into uh, he's gonna liberate humankind uh, as far as like knowledge and things like that, being awakened and 
Well, it's, in my opinion, you know, starts to dive off the deep end pretty fast. So, I posted the videos of the cave for you guys. Um, I assume you saw the pictures, Anya, of the, what would be mm -hmm. the, the covered up end cave and stuff like that. What did you think? Um, you know, I mean, I didn't think anything was, like, crazy out of the norm with them. Yeah. But then again, I don't go cave hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, if I were to see that, she'd be like, oh, whoa, that's a rad-looking cave. Where it was... You to pull them back up. Yeah, and again, you know, the pictures only do so much. You know, watching the video and comparing it, like I said, with Kenny's reaction when he was near it, and then coupled with Sean investigating it, there's there's some things about it that, that feel a little off. Like, it feels like it these these three big rocks, like the big finger rocks that are sitting there covering it up, feel like they're sitting on this, like, flat cave-like entrance platform. Um, if you actually watch the video with Sean, he investigates the side next to it, and you can see the discoloration of rock. You can see the gray aged on the outside of the rocks. And there's this spot where it looks like a giant chunk of rock fell off. And you can see in other parts of the hike where this happened, and the giant chunk will be right there in front of where it fell off, you know, inches away. Well, there's this spot that looks like this big chunk of rock is removed, but there's no sign of it. And it also seems to match the uh, pieces of rock that are look like they're blocking a cave. And he... Mr. Sean, he makes some compelling arguments, enough that he got me, you know, interested and on his side, but the more you listen to this guy, the less, the less I'm with him. So he, he started a little project, you know, hunting for the cave. The, the video I'm talking about is his solo hike, which is one of his more recent, his only real recent relevant video. Um, everything else is him. He's lately, he's trying to like build funds and things like that. So he did some little hikes first, trying to explore the area. He took a guy that he calls Mr. Jenkins out there. There's a lot of video of it. It's all pretty fruitless, um, you know, until it's actually one of his viewers that spots the possible M cave behind him in one of his videos, the three finger rocks covering a cave. And that's when he goes back out on a solo hike and really explores it. But I guess there was like a two year break and then he uh, he calls it his comeback. Hmm. So I've got I've got a list. Of, I'm just kind of going to go down this list of claims he's made. In 2018, he says he started receiving threats after announcing his comeback, and uh, it sounds pretty ominous. But I, I'm listening to an interview with him. That's where I'm getting some of this information from, and. They're trying to ask him about the threats and, like, what they're saying. He's like, yeah, you know, just the same kind of stuff Kenny was getting in his comments. Like, you know, oh, you're dumb. I don't believe you. And yada, yada. Like, very basic things. But he did say he he received a uh, an email that he really concerned him. He didn't like it. And, again, he's very vague. Like, he gives no description about this. He's like, yeah, basically he was just telling me, you know, if you find that cave, don't go in there and blah, blah, blah. 
I, all in all, I'd have to say pretty unthreatening. Yeah, very unthreatening. He, I mean, I think, you know, the letters is, in a few episodes back that we were talking about were more threatening. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, the Watcher's more threatening than this. Yeah, the Watcher is way more threatening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll hail the Watcher, by the way. I'll hail the Watcher. Um, Respect. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's really trying to fucking martyr himself um, for this, you know, d- the disclosure movement he's calling it. Um, he claims that he has a chip embedded in his shin. Now, there's a Netflix documentary called Patient 17, and it's by a guy named Jeremy Corbel. Um, I'm really into all sorts of weird alien documentaries and things like that. I'm familiar with this guy's work. He also did the Bob Lazar thing that was more recent on Netflix. It was very popular. I don't like this guy's work. Uh, he's very conceited and self-centered on himself while he's doing this research. <laughs> I just I don't really care for him, but the Patient 17 video was interesting. This guy had something embedded in his leg. I don't remember his real story or why he might, you know, if he was just a regular abductee or something. But he had something embedded in his leg. He had it surgically removed and tested. It's this just tiny, like, microscopic piece of metal. It looks like a little pill. I think I remember seeing that documentary. Yeah, and supposedly it has 30 different kinds of metal in it that cannot be manufactured on this planet. And that, that's that documentary. And so he's he's calling and comparing this supposed chip in his leg to this. Now, here's the description he gives me, and I find it interesting. He's saying it's a triangle-shaped scab, and when he noticed it, there was one fresh one and one old one. And all I can think is, like, as a person who hurts himself a lot, that, like, you banged your shin into something once, something common, like something you're around a lot that's shaped like that, and you did it again later. Yeah. But um, he he claimed, he talks a big talk saying he has to go get x-rays and all of this and he's going to post pictures. He always say he's going to post pictures and I cannot find, he does YouTube videos. I don't know of any account he has that posts, you know, to post things to unless he wants me to pay to be on his Patreon, which I'm not going to do. So I haven't seen pictures of anything. I saw a video where he kind of shows the scratch on his shin that doesn't fucking look like anything. But. <laughs> So, yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, and on to his next claim, I guess. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, I, I'm not enjoying it. I, I, no, and the fact that he, like, he didn't post any proof of it. It's, I mean, dude, I've got nicks and cuts, and, like, I'm, I'm constantly hurting myself over my body and like the, the flash of it I did think I saw in one of the many videos I'm watching and it was hard to go back to I don't know where to go back to find it I watched so much of his stuff it was just a fucking scratch on his leg maybe triangle shaped maybe yeah I think the my story of like the footprint or the footprint appearing on my leg after a shower is a little bit more weird than yeah. little triangle scab yeah but now this guy uh, you know, I'll have to admit, he's, he's got traction online. Um, he's got more viewers than we have listeners, I imagine. But, you know, that's the way that YouTube world is and conspiracy stuff. So I guess this um, Sonar Pictures or something, whoever this Jeremy Corbell guy is hooked up with, they 
contacted him and he spent a day with this Jeremy guy filming some things. I, I really don't know too much about what they did. Uh, the main thing is he claims that less than a week later, the bolts on his drive shaft come loose. What? So that, that's a hell of a claim. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know much about your car, your drive shaft is the spinning tube going in between the two axles. Um, you know, axles and things, the two iron bars connecting your wheels, basically. Your drive shaft is... Your motor is working. It's connected to your drive shaft. Your motor spins your drive shaft. Drive shaft spins your wheels. Um, I've had drive shaft problems. There's that big pumpkin thing in the middle of your axle. You know what I'm talking about? Big pumpkin yeah. looking thing. That's got gears inside of it. And somehow the gears inside of mine just miraculously fucking broke one time. And you could hear it like clonking around when I was driving. Oh. It was really weird. That was one of the few things I couldn't fix on my own on my truck. So, and before I figured out, I, it was, I couldn't even diagnose it on my own. Like, we took my drive shaft apart, had it um, kind of maintenanced and reworked, and, you know, all the bolts changed on it, and it was still, the pro, you know, it was still happening, and that's when a real mechanic took apart that pumpkin part and showed me the pieces of gears broken, and he fixed all that. My point being, if somebody's against you, and somehow manage to get under your car and loosen up your drive shaft without you knowing. I don't really know, like, what the purpose was. Like, it uh, it's not much of an assassination attempt. Like, if your drive shaft fails while you're driving, your car is just going to stop going. Yeah, it's going to, like, stall out pretty much. Yeah, like, the engine will run. The engine will still be running. But, like, you'll hear crink, 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 I imagine. And then... There's just going to be nothing connecting your engine to the wheels, and you could still even use your brakes, so you would just stop your car and it wouldn't work anymore. It's not like... And he claimed that these bolts got loosened after he spent time with Jeremy Corbell? Yes. Less than a week. Okay. That's an outlandish claim there, bud. Very much so. Uh, and again, with my minimal knowledge of workings of cars, I just don't see how that would be in a, uh, any kind of assassination attempt or bullying attempt. Like it, it sucks. It's going to cost money and fuck up your car a little bit, but like it's not stopping him or silencing him. So yeah, I mean, like I would see maybe like him falling like super sick or something, but. You- yeah, definitely not an assassination attempt. No, uh, definitely not a quieting attempt. Yeah. I mean, it just fucked up your car. You're going to have to dish out money. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Back to his solo hike. If you remember, I told you um, about the spitting and coughing that he had going on around the cave. And then he ended up throwing up like 15 times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe something happened to you. But, and this is a really big but. If you remember one of Kenny's comments, he said, Yeah, I'm going to go back, but this is the Nevada desert, not the kind of thing you'd want to do in the middle of summer, so I'm waiting for October. Um, I I quoted that in the first episode. Sean, his solo hike, the one he's doing right now, the one he just puked 15 times on, guess Mm -hmm. when when he's doing it? Let me guess, dead heat of summer? Yep. 
It was one of the J's. It was June or July. I'm not fully remembering right now. Either way, 100, 100 plus degrees. Yeah, 100 plus degrees. You're hiking, so you're sweating, you're exerting yourself. Yeah. I mean, you probably got heat stroke. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I have a hard time believing that, like, a gas went in your lungs or made you cough. And then, yeah, you're throwing up because you're on a fucking 14-hour hike in the middle of the summer in the middle of the Mojave Desert like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, that was like when I was dating this guy one time and I surprised him to this trip. I surprised him on a birthday trip to Moab. And for my listeners, if you guys don't know where Moab is, it's one of the national parks in America. And it's just like this really cool rock formation uh, area. And we went and Moab is known for getting really hot because it's right next to Nevada. It's in Utah. And I mean, it was like a hundred plus degrees and we we're hiking for maybe 30, 45 minutes. And he started like throwing up and shaking and coughing. And I was like, Oh wow. So heat stroke is a thing. So yep. I, I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. That's probably what happened to him. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I think he picked a bad time to go on a 14 hour fucking, you know, cause again, you could watch Kenny got it done from, you know, early in the morning and he was back to his truck by the evening. This dude started, when I watched his video, I'm pretty sure if I counted, like, did the math on the hours from what he was talking, he didn't actually say a time. Feels like he started about 11 in the morning. Oh, that's a terrible time to start. Yeah, yeah. So. Any hiker knows you start super early if you got a long hike. Yeah, yeah. So, because in his video, he's getting back to his truck at, you know, 11 at night. Hmm. <laughs> he also. Weird. Also claims that there were uh, footsteps following him on his way back from the truck, on the way back to his truck that night. Uh, he said two two beings following him, one on each side, about 30 to 40 feet behind him. I also don't know why you would do, one, that long of a hike that late, two, a hike where you know there's going to be maybe some weird shit. I mean, it's already speculated that there's weird shit there. Why yeah. would you do it going into the night? Yeah. No. Like, that is just, that's dumb. Yeah. I mean, you obviously didn't plan this well. No. Obviously. Just very unplanned. He probably woke up and was like, I'm gonna do it today. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good day for it. Let's go. Right? <laughs> it's like 10, 30. Well, I guess we should probably get going now. Yeah. So, yeah, he claimed, claims there's footsteps following him, but, um, you know, that, that's just, that's it. That's all it is, is a claim. He said, you know, he would stop take a couple steps and stop and he would trip him up and he would like, hear the extra couple footsteps before they stopped again but you know who's to say you know he's making a lot of claims we've only just begun oh lord <laughs> so one month after this solo hike he feels a scab at the top of his head and claims that like there's like he got scalped for like like an inch, like about an inch wide surface area. What? Yeah, he says the hair, the scalp, everything's just randomly missing there, and it was scabbed over. And like he just woke up that way. Okay. All right. Noted. So he made one of his more real recent videos is just a recap of like all the fucking shit I watched. I almost could have watched that first, but it's just a short little 15 minute video. He starts with a, like a three minute Nelson Mandela quote that just is stupid. And the video, and it's actually kind of dumb, but um, he, he claims 
one month before releasing his recap video, like, anybody knows he's fucking planning this, one month before releasing his recap video, fuel pump goes out on his car. Uh, he's driving an 03 Ford Explorer, by the way. Okay, so naturally it's prone Yeah. for breakdowns at yes. this point. <laughs> yeah, and it's a fucking Ford, so... Uh, if, who cares? What again? What is tampering with your fuel pump gonna do? Yeah, I kind of feel like this guy is one of those guys that like he's really stretching for. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, I, I would coin myself as a conspiracy theorist, open to many things, always speculating, always wondering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, That's why but, we're here. I mean, he's literally making every small, like, misfortunate event in his life. He's trying to tie it into yeah outlandish shit. If you remember in the last episode, I said, you know, at first this guy seems to share a lot of the same values and kind of thoughts as us. But then you realize, oh, you're one of the ones that make us look bad, though. You know, you're, you're overdoing it. Mm-mm-mm. So get this next one. Two days after warning his brother to be alert, um, basically, he in the interview, he says his brother contacted him asking him what's going on. So he just unloaded all this on his brother. And his brother's like, um, okay, what else is going on? And his reply to that was, this is what's going on, man, and you need to be alert because it's going to be coming to your front door. And his brother just didn't reply to him. But two days after warning his brother... He wakes up at three in the morning after being punched three times in the stomach. But there's nobody around. He goes back to bed. He claims that in the morning he can still feel it and that there's a wound in his belly button that looks like a needle mark. I don't know how you look in your belly button and see a needle hole. Yeah, and also... Once again, if you're making these kind of outlandish claims, bud, you got to back it up with the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, on this interview I'm listening to, he's always saying I'm going to post pictures, but he's never given somewhere. You know, there's no Instagram or anything where he's posting this stuff, so. And, I mean, what? I mean, like, who looks at their belly button like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> but he's got an explanation. Oh, God. All right. Because uh, they're like, well, how are these people you know, getting into your house and doing these things? So he goes off. He tells me some, you know, kook channel that you can pay 12 bucks a month to listen to this other guy's interviews and things like that. Um, this guy's interviewing somebody who talks about all these different things the government can do. And supposedly the black ops has the tech to get close to your home, turn on a device that will put everyone and everything in your home into a deep REM sleep. Pets included, everything. So they can basically come in and poke your belly button with needles, I guess. And punch, <laughs> then, then, then gut punch you three times for good measure. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you... Uh, uh, he said that he will up at three o'clock in the morning yeah okay if you if 
let's say you're on black ops radar and they show up at your house and they use this device and they put you into this deep REM sleep. I mean, you're not going to be waking up like right after you're going to wake up like the next morning. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they have to gut punch you to wake you up or you never wake up again. Maybe, maybe that's, or they have to like, yeah, they gut punch you and then poke you in the belly yeah. and they're like, good morning, and they, then walk away. They, they get up on your bed frame and give you the old, uh, the people's elbow, like the rock. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just throw this out there. I would say aliens is more plausible than black ops. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, oh, was that, is that, is that on so, the radar? In the same series of like interviews and people he's talking about supposedly i think his name was david lear the son of the guy who invented the lear jet claims that everyone on the planet gets picked up at least once and taken to the moon for maintenance and upgrades oh if that's true like i could use some maintenance um maybe that's why i have some crazy ass fucking dreams all the time maybe i'm getting picked up like once a month i don't maybe but i if so I'm, i'm not like my knee still hurts can we, can we work on that? Right, I still got heart issues. Can we can we get yeah. me get the can old, we fix that electricity? Yeah. yeah, get the old asthma under control, maybe. Maybe give me a new knee, a new back. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not asking for much here, guys. So, yeah, so he didn't get into aliens too much, but he he put that little token out there in the world for us. Okay, that's an. I've never heard that one. So that's new. No, no. Apparently, there's a whole human workshop on the moon. Wow, because, you know, humans are just bioengineered. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're maintained and maintenance like a car. Oh, boy. Uh, this, is, this is great. Yeah. So he claims that he's been auditorily and psychically attacked. Um, he called it, like, God, God voice equipment or something. Basically... Like, they have some sort of equipment that can actually put words into your head. Like, they're shouting, and you just hear it in your brain. So, I mean, with that, it just popped in my mind, the men in black. You remember how the men in black, there were a few different accounts where the witnesses said that they could, like, they were telepathically hearing them talking. So, that one is not too crazy, it but could be, could be. Continue. It could be. It could be. When We're I, gonna land in the possibilities at this point. The way he's selling it to me, when I think about my government doing that, um, do, do I believe they could do that to somebody? Yes. Do I believe they're doing that to him? No. 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 Not at all. I mean, I feel like Jesse Ventura is more on the radar than this guy. The the wrestling governor. Fuck, am I? Hold on. No, I'm pretty sure. Jesse Ventura. The only Jesse Ventura I know is an ex-wrestler who is now the ex-governor of Minnesota. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, conspiracy theories with Jesse Ventura. He is like this huge conspiracy dude, and he was a mayor and he was a governor, um, but he had to move to Mexico. Mexico because he was like blowing up America's secrets to so like so much that he was on like all the radars. Oh wow. Yeah, and so he had to go into hiding. Oh wow. He was also in Predator. Holy damn, Jesse Ventura. Look at that. An all round dude. Yeah. Yeah. Here. 
Fucking A. Oh, well, I mean, that's... Again, I I don't not believe in a lot of this stuff. It's the way this guy's selling it to me. I, I can't believe him. Yeah, I mean, it's just too PC. None of it is really linking together. And a lot of the claims are just... Like we said earlier, fucking outlandish. Yeah. Like the triangle-shaped tr- scabs, the assassination attempt by loosening the bolts. Yeah. It, again, both car things, like, as a semi-skilled, like, mechanic car, like, you know, I can maintenance my own vehicle, none of those things seem to be, you know... <laughs> Like, it'd be more threatening to almost loosen all your lug nuts all the way and have your tires fall off while you're on the highway or something. Like, I don't Yeah, or, like, break your latch on your hood. Yeah, I don't mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the purpose to it if somebody was doing that to him. Um, that's, uh, he also, he was about to release some new video, and he reassured the, the person interviewing him that... He has created four dead man switches because he said, if they're going to kill me, it'll probably be after this interview. So he has four dead man switches that will be sure to release everything he was going to release in the event of his death, which as far as I know, he is alive and well. And uh, mostly working on uh, recruitment and things like that, but uh, he's... He's a little salty about YouTube because um, I told you he took a two-year break, and during those two years, he tried to monetize the videos he had. And even with, like, hundreds of thousands of views or 100,000 views, he only made, like, 15 cents. Uh-huh. So then he went on a big speech how his videos aren't monetized anymore and they're, they're peaceful videos and blah, 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 blah. But now he's started a GoFundMe and a Patreon. And Wow. Well, let's... Let's hear from Mr. Sean for a second. I have a lot of people that email me saying, hey, I want to get involved. I want to hike with you. How can I be a part of the team type stuff? And at this point, I'm at a level where I do feel there are some individuals, forces trying to derail my efforts. And so I can't just say, all right, show up at the site and you can come hike with us in the middle of nowhere. I can't do that anymore like I did in June when me and Jenkins did that big hike series. So eventually, I have to interview you. If you want to be a part of the team, you want to go out and join in on the search for Kenny and hundreds of others in the future. Um, At some point, you do have to show up to these events. It shows me the level of dedication uh, you carry. And obviously, when we get there in person, I'm going to be able to really fill out your intentions and your experience if you are a good fit for the team. If not... So, yeah, as you can see, he he implied that things are happening to him and he's got to be a little more covert. Um, But the meetups he's talking about, they're like, he's having, like, meetups at a taco place on Wednesdays. At a taco place? Something like that. Some little fucking restaurant or something. And, you know, there there are fees, um, fees if you want to join the group, but the fees do cover your first drink and a meal at this place. So, um, yeah, right. again, that, that's, that's liberation on YouTube. If you want to join the cause, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to have to watch some of his videos here. Cause I'm like curious. He's an interesting guy, but, um, that's, um, that's it. That's where, that's where I'm leaving things on this one. 
As far as Kenny Veach, it is still very, very unknown, but I had to take you down this weird road that I went down with this Sean fellow as well. Uh, unfortunately, Kenny Veach, the possibility of him stumbling across the wrong thing, especially where he was, it, it, I, you have to admit it's a high possibility. Yeah. From what it sounds, and unfortunately, and this, you know, there's no way to be about this, but it's, you know, sad. I, it sounds like he he went out to disappear. Um, it's, you know, if if that quote from his uh, girlfriend is true, you know, like especially not taking the video camera and things like that, it just. Uh, and he only took his gun. Yeah, it, it's weird. And um, if you remember in last episode, I said they found his cell phone by that open mine shaft. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be found, that was the only thing that had GPS on it. You're going to throw that. Yeah. And I mean, and the fact that uh, I'd hate for this to be the, you know, the true theory out of all of it. But unfortunately, the fact when they pulled up his computer records... And if that's all true, then, I mean, that's just a huge, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, big if true. And more than likely, unfortunately, I think that's the case. Oh, Kenny. Um, so I, if, if you need help, reach out to somebody, um, you know, Google a hotline, there, there's lots of loving, caring people out there in this world, and uh, we, we'd hate to lose another one of you beautiful people. And no, you are not alone. Even though society may make it seem like, you know, you're this anomaly or you should feel ashamed and that, you know, it's, it's wrong to feel that way or it's selfish, fuck that. You know, you feel what you feel, and the biggest thing is being able to step up understand what you're feeling be aware of those things and be able to reach out for help yeah absolutely so that that is it for three hikes and you're out three hikes and you're out and uh, you know Kenny wherever you are um, hopefully you found peace man that's that's a hard one to bounce back from hard one to bounce back yeah wow damn Greg alright sorry everybody um, yeah, that, that's it for now. And, um, thanks for, thanks for taking that ride with us. Uh, on the upside, we are, uh, we're going to end the podcast with some new music today. Hey, yo. Yeah, we got a track from Super Squids. Oh, snap, crackle, pop, Super yeah. Squids. Super Squids. Uh, you can look them up on iTunes or Spotify Supa is S-U-P-A, Squids, S-Q-U-I-D-D-S, Super Squids. They just dropped a new album. This song is called Open the Bag. Um, That's going to be our little exit song. But other than that, before we go, um, you can follow Super Squids at Super Squids on Instagram. You can follow us at SP Weird World. You can follow myself at Greg's Weird World. You can follow the alluring, amazing, ostentatious Anya at, uh-huh. at Anya Daniela. 
Um, you know, fuck it. Follow Josh. <laughs> Josh Arco. <laughs> <laughs> Just plugging everybody. Yeah, plug them all. Plug them all. Um, our buddy Bionic Limbs, you've heard his music before. He's working on some new stuff right now. I think he actually just dropped a new song. Sorry, I haven't listened yet. I'm about to promise. Love you. Um, and he's working on um, some new music for us as well, um, a possible new uh, title song and things like that. Ooh, exciting, exciting. Yeah. So uh, at the, on that, um, enjoy Open This Bag by Super Squids. And you know what? What? If you're a... Uh, if, if you got some music, you know, if you're if you're a local artist wherever you are and you want us to play your song, just shoot us an email at spweirdworld at gmail.com with your track. We'll plug it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to play it. You know, we're all local, you know, struggling artists here. So, um, okay, it's part one another. Yeah, everybody, everybody's supporting each other. That's the way it's going to work. Guys, I just need you to go ahead and do one more thing for me. One more thing. Why don't you go ahead and keep <laughs> it weird. And I uh, love you all. Love you guys. Like you're doing improv, though. I'm running through it, feeling like a fluid. Why she acting like she never even knew it, but we glued it. Yeah. In the back, and I'm so, so up, I'm so, so up. And my mouth is blue shut. Yeah. Never told me anything, don't act like it was mutual. Well, I tried to keep my cool, I kept my cool, and then I had to blow. Had to tell her so, had to send her home. Open up the bag, and I hail to my dome. Toes get cold, and these Timberlands don't keep you warm no more. Seems a face I know ain't the face you show. Keep me guessing, like you're doing improv though. Whoa.